two, one. Yeah, we ready right now. It's about time. Welcome back to another episode of Command Time. We're going to be breaking down the matchup between the Washington Commanders versus the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Commanders came in, took over Mercedes-Benz Stadium, turned out to be um, Mercedes-Benz South. Ready to get into some things, DT? All right, it is Victory Monday. Let's get it. Yes, sir. So the the final score of the matchup was 24 to 16. So what was your initial thoughts of the games, DT? My initial thought, um, this was, it was an ugly victory, but a win's a win in our book um, to get this team back on track. Um, 500, 3-3, three three, the best record so far in Ron Rivera's tenure. Um, watching the game, there are some things I like, and of course there are some things, you know, still need to work on, and there's definitely some things I didn't like. But can't really complain too much. Um, we pull out a victory and a well-needed victory after what happened on Thursday night. And no better than getting a victory on the road in a hostile environment like the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, so my initial thought of the win um, was I knew it was going to happen, honestly. It was time for this team to bounce back three straight losses. And I know this team don't got a lot of wimps that like, wants to give up on the season. So I knew they was going to come fight it hard. They started fast, which was very important. They just start all of their games fast when they played fast against Philly. They, they, they did well when they played fast against Atlanta. They did well. But you got to contain the, the scoring in the second half of the game. The play calling wasn't great to my extent. Like, they should have ran the ball a little bit more, especially last two to four minutes left in the game. The ball should have been ran a little bit more. And get a little into that, but on what, the initial thought was I already knew they were going to win that game. Um, they came in. Maybe those signs worked. What do you think, DT? The do-your-job signs, do you think they worked? It better this week. Um, like, I think that was the main emphasis for this team. You know, you got to do what you're supposed to be doing. You got to do your assignment. And me thinking about it mainly for the defense – it, it, it kind of points out with certain areas, and we'll we'll talk further about that. But uh, I felt like felt like the secondary was way more disciplined than what we've seen the last time we see these guys play. That's definitely true. It was actually cut. This game was actually catching in, um, interceptions in the past this season. One of the biggest problems was we was getting picks, just was not holding on to them from the safeties to the line, not really the linebackers, but to the safeties in the corners. They would have opportunities, just not holding on to the opportunities. And those opportunities actually capitalized this game is what you would like to see from the secondary. That's what we wanted last season was them to get more turnovers, give the offense a better field position to take over and to get points. And also, shout out to the special teams this game. Jamison Crowder played a big part in this one as well. Crowder. Um, turned back, set the offense up perfect position to take over and score. And also some key blocking and some key tackling on special teams as well this week. I never want to hear the words 
Jameson Crowder has provided a spark that's special to Like, without a doubt. Uh, the kid, he's a, a wily vet. You're still kind of confused to why they let him go in the first place, maybe in terms of money. But in terms of playmaking and when we needed a play on our special teams unit, Jameson Crowder provided that. Um, it's been a while since I've seen someone with that agility and able to take it all away. He should have scored, man. Golly, he has scored. I would have definitely crazy. But Crowder, but I yeah, still he's a he's an upgrade, man. Yeah, I thought I still believe I said at the um, beginning of the season as well that we will get one special teams touchdown this year. I still think he's going before the season is over, he's going to run one for a touchdown. I still think he has one in him. Um, but he's when you're a veteran, cold onto the football, don't just run um, south. Even if you don't get a lot of yards, being smart at that position changes things. When Dax, he got it, maybe just just kneeled, ain't even trying to get no yards. It's the small things um, that makes the biggest difference in this game as well. And also, I want to give a little bit a shout out to um, a little uh, shout out to the team for even though it was adversity facing them this week with a few different things on the team. One, um, prayers to the families of the Vesselmeyers and also prayers to the Leno family as well. They both yes. lost someone in this team. Like, they gathered around them and they just won for them, provided the game ball to Vesselmeyer and also they also played for Leno um, lost a child. That's never easy. Like, I don't ever want to experience that. I don't I don't like seeing people experience that. And this is Vesselmeyer losing his father as well. Like, prayers up to them. Um, they will make it through and just prayers up to them and thanks to the team for like gathering around them throughout this time as well. Yeah. Um, to Windows family and visit mine, we're definitely sending our prayers and thoughts with your family at this time. And look, this is really personal, but take as much time as you need. You know, life is it's not easy. There are some things that are going to be trials and tribulations and you know, we got your back as a fan base and also you, the team that you play on. They they will have your ba- backs, and we're looking for a speedy recovery and prayers and thoughts are with you. The players are human, too. We're I'm definitely on um, prayers are with you, both of you, their families as well. Talking a little bit about that with the, with the protection this past game, how do you think that Lucas did in Leno's spot? Do you think I, he could be I, using I, rotation a little bit more? I thought I thought Lucas played an absolutely solid game. Um, if we're talking about like starting him over Wiley, I mean I, I get the conversation. Um, I'll, I'll probably have to see. We'll have to see what the status this week. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if you know Leno doesn't play this week. You know, just to gather himself still, but. Um, I'm, I was really impressed with Lucas, man. I was actually impressed with the O-line overall. They did give up five sacks, but the the sacks things are really just becoming more on, on the quarterback than the O-lineman. Except that some- one, except it was like four to one. It was one where Cosme got thrown, but I think Calais Campbell had his mindset. He's getting that 100 sack. He didn't care who yeah. was in his way. Um, he, mm. <laughs> Through Cosby right down. But other than that, they were mainly on Sam. And Sam was understanding that, but I still want to see him change it. But he understands where he's messing up. And it's going to take time. He's still a young quarterback. But yeah. I, I'm actually not 
pissed with the offensive line this season. Like they wait, they're better than last season's offensive line. You can see that we're not making the big splashes. Wiley's still questionable. I do not like Wiley, but that was EB's guy. So um, the only thing I would say, but, the only thing I'll say is, I I think right now, and I think right now we're not a running team. I will say that. Um, the, the this is a passing team. The pass is to set up the run to get easy, efficient run yard per game. But they're not a a twenty five carry, a hundred and fifty yard type team. They're they're mostly going to be in the eighty to one hundred twenty three yard game, unless somebody has a crazy breakout game. But they use the passing game to set up the run, and I understand that Atlanta made some adjustments and changes to their defense this year. But just seeing, you know, the line of scrimmage get tested a little bit, I just don't see this team right now unless we get to December and when it starts to get cold that this team can consistently run the football. I believe they sprinkled. I see what they did this past game, sprinkled in a little bit of um, C-Rod ran very well. I want to see him use a little bit more in running pastures as well. If they can incorporate him as well, that would be another little wrinkle for this offense in that running game because he runs differently. He runs angrily. He has a little bit more of a a burst, but Robinson is solid too. That's definitely true. So, So like I was saying with the offensive line this season, I give them like so far, I'll give them last year I gave our offensive line like, so far, this is just six weeks in. Um, last year around this time, I gave our offensive line a, um, a D minus. Right now, I'll give them maybe a C plus. Um, still things need to be fixed, like Wiley. I still not sold on Wiley That's and true. some of the pat. Yeah, yes, still not sold on Wiley and, and in some downs, some of them like Gates sometimes gotta reel it in a little bit. But overall, I'm not. I'm actually pretty satisfied with this line compared to what it has been. And looking around the NFL. Our line isn't as bad as people making it seem. Sam just got to get rid of the ball faster. He knows that, and like you can, you could tell it's like is that all? Most of these sacks being taken are not on the offensive line this season. You can't sit there and say and they and they provided plenty of holes, giving Sam time, which I, which I like to see. And they still, they still got time to grow with each other because they still haven't played a whole season together yet. So the more communication, I think that still will get a little bit better as well. So I think by the end of the season, we may have like maybe a solid C, B minus offensive line throughout the whole NFL and like the depth behind them I'm actually kind of satisfied with the depth as well people say we don't draft offensive line well things of that sort we're maybe grooming something special we got Stromberg still back there who when he did get in he looked solid once when Sadiq Charles got in he looked solid we got Chris Paul who we know he's a solid guard it's a small piece so we knew now we need to get another tackle next season you got a good depth behind your original offensive line do you agree um, I really can't say that because, I mean, it could be good death on paper, but we haven't really seen these guys like consistently play. Like we see Lucas just play this Sunday. He played wonderful, but I, it just, to me, is a week to week thing. I need to see how they play when, you know, injuries start to come in, knock on wood. Cause that was, that's been a problem with the team as well. Um, when the offensive line has had injuries, that's when, you know, things start to unravel around it. And so far, again, knock on wood, the offensive line has been 
surprisingly healthy through the first six weeks of the season. Now, and the few times that Schromberg did get in for guard, Cosby was shaking up a few plays. He played solid for like maybe a few plays, but he felt so he, he, he did solid in those few um, plays he did have. Yeah, in, in, in as guard, I still think he needs to start. I mean, I like Nick Gates, his personality yeah. and stuff. I still think he's kind of limited in some things that they want to do. I think so as well, but I think I don't know why they like um, Tromberg at guard as well too. So we're gonna see how that folds out. But I'm actually sad. I don't. People like the like dig. If you actually think about it, we gotta get a better tackle, thousand percent. But I can see what's being built. Like if you you gotta you gotta like you look at Cosme. You gotta see if you look at Cosme. This year, for the first time, Sadiq Charles is actually healthy. You can see the impact that he has placed. So it shows that he's not terrible. He was just always hurt. It's just the small piece. It's just those tackles. Once we get those tackles together in the next season, I think this offensive line will be okay. Because Chris Paul, when he jumped in last season at the end of the game against Dallas, he ain't played all year. So he come in, he looked pretty solid. So you can't say we don't got guys that can't step in. We, we Even though it hasn't been consistently, we just prove that it has been done. And then it's limited snaps that they do step in, they actually play pretty well, even though it's been limited. Yeah, so for me, I, I would I would give um the offensive line a C plus as well. And we know we can we can clearly know when it's the offensive line's fault, and we can clearly know when it's the the quarterback's fault. And if I had to say it right now, I would have to say maybe at least probably 65 to 60% of the sacks on a quarterback, a young quarterback that hasn't really played a lot. And there are times when the pocket is absolutely clean and he's holding the ball and he's running out of a clean pocket. So that just takes more reps. That just takes more game time experience. And man, if he, if he fixed that, like Kayla, if he fixed that, we have our we have our franchise quarterback. I've been already saying we already had one, so, and I think that's something that can be fixed. It's just gonna take a little time. Like, there's no perfect quarterbacks in the NFL. Nobody is perfect. It's gonna take time. You just gotta they gotta scheme against it. And over time, I think he's gonna end up just getting a ball, get rid of the ball fast because he knows how to handle it. But I think it's just gonna take time to get the timing right and trusting that first read. Yep, I, I agree. That's the only thing that's kind of holding me back. And I'm not saying he's not too. I believe he's more than likely 95% the franchise quarterback right now. But I'm concerned with the hits that he's taking and the toll on his body. Because he we're already at 34 sacks. And, I'm, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I just seen, I think he's at like 69 hits. Already, that's that's a lot of wear and tear on a body. He's body already for anybody, yeah. and he's not so, the biggest quarterback either. Yeah, so we got to see how how the season wears on. So far, he 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 is tough, but it man, it's just the NFL is different, man. That's that's all I gotta say. Okay, so what's going on with Jahan Dotson? Is this like a sophomore slump for him? He's dropped a lot of passes this year. What's going on with Dotson? What do you think is going on with him? Do you think he can bounce back? Do you think it's the scheme is not fitting him? What do you think is going on with Dotson? I don't think it's the scheme. I think it's more of 
I think it's more just, you know, how the offense kind of is. You know, they, they're not really heavily targeted like one person. And I think it's kind of also the thing when you have a lot of weapons and you're getting a lot of people involved. It's just someone's not going to get involved. And right now, Jahan's not involved as much. But when the opportunity is there, he's kind of, you know, he has dropped, had a couple of drops. I'm not giving up on him. We see what he did last year with a bad offense and with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. And we saw last week he was wide open. He just happened to drop drop a crucial dime that could have got Sam Howell maybe four touchdowns. But I'm definitely not giving up with Jahan. This, this could be the week. This could be the week he go off. You know what he did against Penn State against Deontay Banks a few years back. Um, you know, he went off against him, but we're not going to talk too much about that. Um, I do, I, I haven't given up on, on Jahan Dotson. A lot of players go through sophomore slumps, it happens like it's how you bounce back. What are you going to learn from this little slump? When you bounce back, you bounce back to the best of your ability, don't look back. That's how and he's, he's still a dog, he's still second wide receiver, best wide receiver in the team, and one of the most talented second wide receivers in the NFL. It just this year he just started a little slower, and once he bounced back, um, he's he's still going to end up being one of the best in the league. But I do think they do need to give him a ball a little bit more involved early on in the game, mm-hmm. just build his confidence up a little bit, even if it's not a lot. Just giving yeah. him getting him involved early and often may help easy, him. A easy passes bit. like some some hitches, um, some screens, maybe even like a reverse. You know, just get the ball in his hands and let him make plays. Um, he still is a confident kid. I believe in him. Uh, it's also like to be fair though, Kayla, too. Like, we were screaming about Terry McCoy's production so far this season, and I said, you know, just get Terry involved, and more likely it leads to either a win or a highly successful and close game. And we got him involved against the Eagles, we lost by three in overtime. We got him involved against the Falcons, we came out with a win. So I think if we kind of have slightly the same energy with Jahan, maybe give him about a good four to five catches, get Terry eight and Curtis, he can get whatever, Logan, the other tight ends and the running backs, they get whatever. You know, just find a way to get the ball in their playmakers' hands and make plays. And also something I didn't see against the Chicago um or uh, Chicago really or last this past with the tight this past week. Um, where's Cole? Is Cole Turner not being used in the offense? Like, I haven't seen him that much this season. I was expecting him to be like a red zone, red zone target, but Sam is very comfortable with Logan. I'm not going to pass that up. But I do want to see Cole um, Turner splash a little bit because Bates is out there blocking. Yeah, I, I think I think it's because I'm not saying he can't block, but if we're looking at the tight end room, He's probably the third best blocker, and Bates and Logan are way better blockers and more physical blockers and physical catchers right now on the team. But he he does get a sprinkle of his opportunities and stuff. I would like to flex him um, in some red zone packages to have like you know some fade routes and stuff like that. But um, one thing about the West Coast. Everybody gets involved, but at the same time, not everybody gets involved. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's kind of something. Yeah, it's, it's something you kind of gotta live with. 
Okay. Another thing I wanted to bring up, how do you feel about the linebacker play this past week? That's one thing that we've all, as fans, have been talking about for years and years. I think the linebackers actually had a solid game this past week against the Falcons. All of them. They, I saw Mayo even got a few t- um, <laughs> got a few snaps. He did a little bit. Um, Kaliki Hudson was involved. The Harris was involved on special teams. Barton had a decent game. His best of the year wasn't great, but his best of the year. Um, and Davis, with that game clutching interception, played a solid game. Was tackling. How do you feel about the linebackers this week? Linebackers were absolutely great this week. Um, the single package, it really helped them. Um, Barton, you started to see him fly to the ball. Kalinka Hassan needs more opportunities. Definitely need more opportunities. Um, Jamin, Jamin had a good game. Every year, Jamin has improved, and I think this is might be the best year so far for him. We finally see him make a play. On a football now, I expect more of that. And hopefully, for Barter, I know as much slack he's gotten, we ha- I have to give him credit for this game because this was the best game I've seen him um, play. Hopefully, that matches when it comes to coverage because the next couple of weeks we're going to be playing some teams that um, are going to attack the middle of the field. But as of right now, always pretty, open. And that's always yeah. open. So. Um, just needing to buckle his straps up, and Del Rio needs to come up with better ways to defend the middle of the field. Is that to eat us alive? Because it's all, all game, you can just see the middle is open. That's where you will get attacked. Um, that's what luck. Um, Drake London had a solid game against us. What I do want to say, our run defense was pretty solid this past weekend against the Falcons. Um, Bijan, I was expecting a little bit more from him, and I and the, the front. Nah, I you called it. You call it earlier. You call it earlier before the season started. You said you're not worried about Bijan when we play him. He's going to get strapped up. You called it, Kayla. Yeah, I know. Because I think this was the turn of Brown that our defense needed. It wasn't like dominating, but it was that turn, that start to domination. I see. I think against the Giants, this defense, this was just a little appetizer. I think that entree is coming up against the Giants. They know what we've been through with the Giants these past few years. And with them having a little momentum, I think it's time for this defense next week. You saw a little sample this week, a few turnovers. Um, Secondary showed up. Casey Tuhale had a good game. It's the other guys making a difference. Two sacks. Whoever thought of Casey Tuhale would ever be impactful in an NFL game? It's just guys like the Obadas, the Two Hills, that make a difference in the defense. The James Smith-Williams, these are all players also playing for contracts. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that uh, conversation about Forbes? What That's I had what I was about to go to next. So, yeah, yeah so with Emmanuel Forbes, you know, he's a rookie. He's already had about a pick or two early in this NFL season against the Cardinals, and then I forgot who else played play solid against him. He had a little slump, starting with the Eagles, A.J. Brown, moving on to D.J. Moore with the Bears. Um, and he's, he's actually just a rookie corner. And this past weekend, he actually did not receive any snaps in the game. The team went with Danny Johnson instead. The, and they actually, the, the secondary actually played a little bit better with Johnson. And do you believe, like, that the benching was the right thing to do? Or – do you believe that this will just be like a wake-up call for Forbes? Do you think he needs a little bit more time on the bench? And the way Ron was saying, just 
sometimes some players need a reset and you need the players that's going to make you win the game at the moment if, if it's not working just gotta sit in the gym just keep cheering everybody on when you spare time to get back out there and shine show out show them don't i'm not being bitch again you're still he's still young and i still have faith in forbes but i think it was a learning experience how do you feel about it so i got a lot to say um for me i i didn't really have a problem at first with benching him until i saw he didn't get a single snap and i i have no problem with sending a message and if he's doing things that is hurting the team in terms of him freelancing, hey, do what you're supposed to do. But I'll also say this. When it comes to our players and stuff, we invested a first-round pick in him. Um, He still has to play. He has to play at the end of the day because you invested a first-round pick in him. You felt like through your evaluation that he would fit your defense. And, you know, Let's be quite frank, Kayla. Like, I'm not really shocked that he was getting killed by like top tier wide receivers. Like, he went up against AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, and he went to play a DJ Moore who was like considered a top 15, top 20 wide receiver. Corner is the hardest position to play in the NFL. It, well, actually, it's the hardest position to play in football overall. And I, I feel like, you know, if you just got to let him play through his mistake. But but if you feel like he's hurting the team because he's doing stuff that he's not supposed to be doing, then, yes, bench him. Because he has to learn. You have to follow through the scheme. Um, it's not college. You can't jump every single route. Because these quarterbacks are smarter, they're more instinctive, they're more experienced than you. They understand the leverages, they understand techniques, and everything. Like the small details in the NFL is what will kill a young player that's coming straight out of college because they want to treat it like college. So, um, hopefully, you know he bounced back, and we can see him soon, man. Like I understand the whole talk about Gonzalez and Deontay Banks and all that, but. This it's guy, I believe it's the scheme, and you got to use him to his strength. He's not hes not a man-man corner. He's a guy that needs his eyes, like Kendall Fuller did on Sunday, staring at the quarterback making make plays. And I need turnovers, and I'm going to need fours out there to rebound and get me some turnovers. Definitely true as well. So, any last thoughts? Any any players that that just stood out to you, or in a one player that needs to get better against the Giants to close out this episode? Mm. I'm gonna be real, and we just talked about. It. I just heard talk about it. Even though they bench Forbes, they still gave up 300 yards to. Um, Desmond Ritter. Now, I understand the game plan was to make him beat you, but 300 yards from Ritter is crazy. I'm sorry. Like, we we, we made him look like uh, Ryan Tannehill in 2020 back there. And he was cooking with Drake London, Mac Holland, Kyle Pitts, all these other guys. Pass rush wasn't good to the quarterback as well. 
Um, Two Hill had a great game, but Chase, Chase, you got to finish, bro. Like, I don't know if it was like you played in Atlanta, and the last time you played in Atlanta, you got a, like a, a dumb flag. But it's okay to deck the quarterback, bro. If you got to hop on their back, so be it. Stop overthinking it, man. That's all I think that Chase is in his own head. You can watch, you can watch him going into TV, watch him wanting to do something, but he like stops for a second. Like he'd be on his own plays, head. Bro. And then you, you can tell, plays. and then he'd be upset with the refs. He'd be thinking about the refs. I'd be thinking it's like he was being held all game. You could tell he was frustrated, but like he wasn't taking it out in the right way. Like but I still think I don't know to this point. Ah. He's gotten three sacks and several pressures, but I still don't know who deserves the bag yet. Like, is it Chase or Montez? Because Montez has been quiet, too, this season. He started off hot, and then he's cooled off. To be honest with you, I think overall the D-line has been up and down. Like, they, they get pressure, but they don't get home, and they can stop the run some games, but then there's other games they're giving up like 150 yards rushing. So overall, the D-line has been up and down. I understand Jonathan Allen, he has that weird foot injury. Now Deron Payne has that thumb, so they're kind of putting combo block consistently more on him. Um, this is where the death needs to be used a little bit more. And I believe and I believe that Mathis will be coming back soon as well based off of what he's been posting today on Twitter. The team hasn't said anything yet, but I think he may be coming back soon. But that would that would be a help as well. Ridgeway actually looked solid the other day too. Yeah. Um but yeah Chase Young bro I just need you to finish bro. You finish you get the bag. Montez Sweat you finish you get the bag. I want both of them to stay but I understand it's the NFL, and you can't pay everybody. But if they, if I can get my defensive ends to get nine to twelve sacks with my def, with my defensive tackles getting six to nine and a half, oh my god, we're cooking. You know, like I said, I think this sun this Sunday was just the appetizer for this defense. They about to return back to form, and the entrees about to come full out. Come. Sunday against the Giants. I think they played with them too much. I think it's time for them to attack their food. Um, but who do you so now who's who's your standout player? You said the one player you would like to um, step up this upcoming game. Who's your standout player from this past week in Atlanta? I gotta go with Sam. I gotta go with Sam because it's been three road games and. He is not phased by the moment. He has played in Denver, my high. He has played in Philadelphia, one of the rowdiest stadiums. And he played in Atlanta, an old stadium he used to play in for college football-wise. His passer rating is 108 through three road games. This kid is not phased by the challenges by the moment. When he's on the road and he sees an opposing crowd, I think he plays better. He said it himself he likes road games. He said it in one of his interviews. He said he likes road games. So that's where he thrives. Go thrive, young bull. Or young bull. So a player that I would like to see step up next week um, would be Jahan. And on the player that's a, uh, that had a good game to me, a uh, player of the game for me, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and say B-Rob. I like how he was using a screen game. That touchdown was important as well. 
So I'm going to go ahead and give it to um, B-Rob, player of the game. And also, ah, I want to say Jamin for that interception. Um, That was big. That was big for him. So I'm going to give it to, J- to B-Rob and Jamin, players of the game for me. And step up, uh, one player I would like to see step up next week would be Jahan Dotson. Um, this closes this out command time. Don't forget, it's not the Eagles time. It's not Cowboys time. Definitely not the Giants time. It's always command time. You can follow me on Twitter, kpow0922. DT, where can they catch up with you at? You guys can follow me at DClinicDream. That is my personal page. You can also follow me at Darius Rick. That is my podcast page, The Ends and Out Read Podcast, where we talk all NFL and college football. You can also follow me on Enter the Lab Podcast and Only in the Huddle Podcast on Red Zone in the Lab, presented by D- Red Zone DC Media. You will see us back this upcoming week. We got the New York Giants Sunday at 1 p.m. We will have your pregame show prior. Have an amazing evening. All right. Y'all stay safe. Got me feeling so free.